is the Powerful Nonsense Podcast. Learn everything you need to know to make a living outside the 9 to 5 grind and crush it at life. You'll learn from inspirational guests and in-depth discussions. Go from employee to entrepreneur and start creating a life you love and still pay the bills. So here are your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. Let's get on with the show! This podcast is sponsored by the University of Northampton, the first UK university to be awarded the Ashoka U Changemaker Campus status in recognition for their commitment to social entrepreneurship. Sup? How's it going? Welcome to another episode of Powerful Nonsense. Yes. It's very cold in here. We actually turn off the heat in just so that you could have good quality sounds. Sacrifices are being made. My feet are frozen. For you. I can't feel my toes. (laughs) I feel like I have no toes. Um, welcome to episode 139. Yes. And uh, also, if you join us on Facebook Live, hi. Hello, guys. We're testing this out, seeing how it goes. So tune in. Tune in. Comment, like, all that stuff. Shares. Share. share. Yes, definitely share if you're on Facebook Live because it's a test. So we're going to see how it goes. So if it goes well, we'll do it more. Um, so. Yes. We're doing a slightly different episode today. To a bit, a bit of a throwback a to one of our first ever podcasts. Yeah, actually. The Just, old Creative Types, which may be still live on iTunes I'm somewhere. pretty sure you can still find it, actually. I'm almost tempted to look now, but I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, if you've been watching Netflix recently, you'll know that Black Mirror has made the return mm-hmm. uh, with a six-episode series. It was on Channel 4 originally, but Netflix have... Snapped that, it up. They bought that right up. Uh, although slightly disappointed that it was a little bit more American heavy. Because it was one of Britain's great TV series. I mean, it was pretty much half and half. But all of the previous seasons were set in Britain. And now it's a little bit... Now the Americans were like, no, we can't yeah. understand it unless it's <laughs> set in our scenery. <laughs> so I was a little bit disappointed with that. But otherwise, it's I back, think... And it was good. Yes. Back, good... Still on form, I think. I think the quality was still there. So we thought, given that we talk about like the future quite a little bit on this podcast, that mm-hmm. it might be a good idea to do kind of like a general discussion around season three of Black Mirror. Yeah, I think we've actually come up. Are we going to limit it to season three or are we going to do... To be honest, I don't remember too many of the previous, so I reckon okay. keep it a season three and okay. then maybe we could... I mean, we, I'm sure you things will come up anyway. stuff up from yeah. there. But yes, so the focus being on season three of Black Mirror, which is six episodes. Um, and we kind of just want to riff on the idea of like all this stuff is kind of we're thinking, wow, I can't believe this may exist in the future. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it actually is based Already on stuff exists. that exists. Well, the thing I love about Black Mirror is the fact that Charlie Brooker and team, because I think it's a team now. I don't think it's just Charlie Brooker writing no, no, it. I think not. it's a group of people now writing it. I might be wrong on that. Um, Although it does just say written by Charlie Brooker, so... Oh, maybe it is still just Charlie Brooker then. Okay, interesting. Um, But yeah, is he takes technology that already exists and then he kind of takes it several steps further and kind of goes, okay, what's the next step and the next step and the next step? Or he just takes it, like, imagination-wise to an extreme. What if you had this and then you just abused it? (laughs) Uh Yeah, so so that's where I find it really, really interesting because Uh it's like, what if all of this great stuff that we got now just gets completely abused, as you say? And we also want to say, for people who are tuning in and probably have never heard of Black Mirror, 
I'd probably advise go watch a couple of episodes first. Yes, <laughs> yes. Because otherwise you're like, I do not have a clue what these guys are talking about. And also, for those that have never tuned into Powerful Nonsense, <laughs> I, I'm Wayne Ingram. <laughs> I'm Jim <laughs> Just always to forget. lay the foundations of what the hell you're to listening to and what's going on here. <laughs> so, I think the obvious question to start with, Jim, is favourite episode? For me, and probably one that's had the most impact, is probably the virtual reality one, which was episode... Which virtual reality? Because there were two virtual reality ones so from the, my mind. It was mind. the one like where the guy, he was going travelling, mm-hmm. put on his little headset thingy, uh-huh. and then they put him into that haunted house, and suddenly oh, okay. he starts visualising all the things he fears the most, and it's to kind of help you get over mm-hmm. those fears, which I found pretty fascinating. And why, why was that one your favourite? That was my favourite because that one decided to like interrogate my dreams and is still interrogating my dreams. Really? Which is really, really weird. So the whole concept of that episode, if just a recap, is like I say, um, the guy goes and tests out this new product which allows you to kind of overcome your fears by putting you into this virtual reality world. You go into this haunted house and then suddenly you start experiencing the things that you fear the most. Mm-hmm. And it was so weird because literally the night after I watched the episode... I was dreaming, and I dream a lot. Like, I can almost, like, lucid dream very often so I can actually know what I'm doing in my dreams. And then that night after watching that episode, I remember my... Because I get a bit, like, anxiety when I'm in, like, massively open spaces, like, Mm -hmm. away from everybody. And so my actual brain, in a weird way, I don't know how this worked, but my brain went to me, okay, I know you don't like being, like, deep in forest, like, Uh in the middle of nowhere. So in my dream, my brain put me in the middle of the forest and said, look... This is just an, this is just a dream, but I want you to experience the forest in a safe environment. Oh, I remember you telling me about this. Yeah, and so my brain actually put me in a situation naturally, which, which was a fearful situation on me. But while I was dreaming, I knew I was dreaming, so I knew it was a safe environment to to explore, to explore, and just see how I felt. And then this is another weird thing. Then last night, I just told uh, my girlfriend this this morning. So last night, I hate flying. You know, I don't like flying. Yeah. And then last night I had another dream, and in that dream, it was actually Darren Brown had had put me into a start, like into a trance where I could experience a plane crash safely. Shit. And so he said, "You're going to be in a lot of fear while this plane crashes, but it's not going to be real. So always understand, just let yourself have the emotion." So Darren Brown was basically telling you this is a dream. Yeah, Darren Brown was telling me it's a dream, but he said, "But in this dream, I'm going to put you in a trance where you're going to experience a plane crash, and you're going to feel the extreme of crashing, but you're not going to die." And so he was talking me through that process. And then I woke up this morning and I was like, oh, my God, I've experienced a plane crash and I survived it. And I felt the fear while I was dreaming. You should totally tweet Darren Brown and be like, thanks for guiding me through that plane crash in my dream last night. It's ridiculous. (laughs) See what he says. And so, like... Maybe he was like, yeah, yeah, I was there too. (laughs) (laughs) You were in my dream as well. (laughs) Yeah, maybe, maybe. But I don't know why my brain does this to me. But it was basically mimicking the kind of concept of that that episode episode and putting me in situations where I was quite fearful Mm -hmm. but letting me do it in my dream state which is just mental and sounds ridiculous but that's what happens in my head when I dream so did you did you encounter any spider people with faces? No, maybe no. that's not my. Fear. Oh, honestly, that completely freaked me the hell out. I was like, Whoa. it's weird when it's like right next to him. <laughs> oh no, don't! And he's, and he's <laughs> like, just staring. Totally freaked me out. Then. He's just staring, and his head's just like. Oh Ugh. no! Yeah. I I mistakenly watched that episode like. Uh, 12 o'clock that night so I had to yeah. put some Lee Evans on afterwards really? to like oh you was actually out. like that freaked out yeah well it was the spiders thing mm. and ugh but uh, no that was a really really clever episode and I think it, I think what the point that was kind of being made is like at what point are we with virtual reality and using virtual reality for entertainment purposes because it was a video game that was the idea yeah. it was a horror video game but 
like at what point are we overstepping the mark because then you because what you're experiencing is going to be so real yeah, what psychological harm yeah. and yeah. even physical harm yeah. uh, could you cause yourself through yeah. creating these ultra real experiences through yeah. virtual reality and because in it he dies doesn't he so I don't know, should not should have not put that have I just done a spoiler you should have can we can you edit in a, try <laughs> and remember a spoiler alert oh yeah spoiler alert sorry guys I'll try to drop that in there somewhere but anyway like you say a bodily experience to an you're extreme. everything I hate about entertainment audiences <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry but we were hoping that whoever's watched this is all yeah for, for the record from this point, well, from that point, Wayne's from before that Wayne's point. Wayne's going to stop me when I'm about to make a spoiler. Hopefully. Can we, well, let, if you haven't watched the Black Mirror episodes, please, for your own sake, go and watch them. We full permission to stop this now, go watch them all, and then come back. <laughs> because Jen's going to spoil all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, sorry about that. But like you say, taking things to extreme and what kind of effect could they have? But mm-hmm. then... Already, what I found quite fascinating is that they're actually using this virtuality um, stuff already to help people overcome, like, um, not fears so much, but actually, like, trauma or... So, well, like, you could do cognitive behavioural therapy and yeah, all that. Yeah, it is, basically. Cogn- in fact, I'm sure CBT was mentioned in the episode, actually. Yeah. Something, Pretty sure it was. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, they've already got that for people who have, like, social anxiety. Mm-hmm. They can... They've already got you put the headset on, you walk into a bar, and you start chatting to people at the bar, and it tests how much fear you're getting, and it keeps... Every time you get into it and you get a fear, then it, you keep doing it over and over again, and all these things already exist, and they're just testing it out. And because those goggles make you feel so in the world like i've done a horror uh, vr experience on mm-hmm. my phone and it is bloody scary mm-hmm. and you're like freaking out looking around i can't i can't deal with playing halo on my tv and the flood you know the horrible yeah, aliens yeah. like i still can't get through yeah. uh halo game in one sitting because i'm like no i have to take well a break. i'm just like excited for like resident evil in like vr that is going to be so bloody scary. I'm such a pansy. I can't. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to handle it. You'd no. be screaming. I mean, I as I say, I can't handle it on my TV screen, let alone immersed in it in virtual reality. Yeah. But I do think they're going to, it's just going to get more and more where they're going to be testing mm-hmm. this out and seeing how far they can push it. Uh-huh. But like you say, like could that cause more trauma? Or actually, could that just allow people to just get over mm-hmm. a lot of fears a lot faster? So. so I was going to talk about my favourite episode, but actually... This was, like, number two for me. Mm-hmm. And seeing as we're on the virtual reality thing, I feel like it makes sense to talk about this one next. Um, was the San, whatever it was called, episode three, which was the... It was the other virtual reality episode, which was uh, the one where, uh, basically, they go there... They, they upload their consciousness to this virtual reality. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and, oh, again, spoiler alert... Because it, I think it's if you haven't watched it, go watch it now before I tell you this. Because I, I had a lot of fun trying to work out and trying to second guess where it was going. I fucking called it. I called it. <laughs> I got it right. But basically, the idea is that they upload their consciousness for when they die, so that they they become a computer program essentially. Mm-hmm. But to them, they're still conscious. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really, really, my housemate watched it with me, and then we started that debate of like, would you? But was the idea as well that you couldn't upload your consciousness unless you made a decision to? Like, if you died in real life, you yeah. could never do it, so you had to choose to die yeah. earlier yeah. on the basis that you could live That's forever. That's right, in yeah. The... You had to be in a controlled environment when yeah. you died um, in order for them to be able to copy your consciousness and upload it. But what I thought was really interesting and what I thought was really cool about it was this idea that there was, like, a free trial. Oh, yeah. And they kind of upsold you yeah, on the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. It's like you can have five hours once a week... Yeah. Uh, in this in this virtual reality city. What was it actually called? It was something like um, 
passing over, they called it. Yeah, they called it passing over. But the actual therapy itself was like a... Um, I can't remember the word for it. Uh, not like euphoric behavioural therapy. It was something like that. They gave right. it an actual name. It was probably something like that, yeah. Yeah, I forgot. I literally had the, the name in my head, but it was kind of going... It was a therapy which allows you just to experience yeah. things in your past. Yeah. And it's kind of like that old thing where you sit with your nan and you just let her speak about right. the war and what she'd been through and her, uh-huh. with her boyfriends and her husbands uh-huh. and her experiences, and it was allowing them to really vividly experience those. Yeah, yeah no, it was... It was I actually felt that this was the cleverest of the episodes. Yeah. I thought it was the most intellectually executed. It was the most heartwarming one. And there was just, again, I had so much fun, like, trying to work it out as it was going, going, something's not right. And and because you know Black Mirror by this point, mm-hmm. you're like, no, something's not quite right. And mm-hmm. something doesn't, something feels off about this girl. And you're trying to work that it out. Episode, that start of that episode felt so slow for me. I was like, what's going on here? It took so long to kind of deliver the the actual structure of, like, what the special thing about this episode uh-huh. was that I think, like, the first half an hour, you're just like, what the hell is going on? But, that, but that's what drew me in, because yeah. I was there going... Because it was so annoying, because it would do, always do that thing where it'd get to midnight, and you're like, what happens at midnight? I want to know what yeah. happens at midnight. And then it'd go black, and you're like, it's going to skip a week again, isn't it? And then it'd skip a week, and then <laughs> the final time it did it, I was like, for God's yeah. sake, I just want to know. But it was such... Honestly, I really, really enjoyed that episode. So, back to the question I asked my housemate. Would you upload your consciousness to a computer program? I was talking to my girlfriend about this, and I think ultimately we know that our brain's already the bulk of our experiences, mm-hmm. which make us human. Mm-hmm. So if a program will do that, I guess, like, why not? But the only ethical dilemma you have there is that now you're invincible. And I think, right. like they say with human life, like you only find meaning mm-hmm. because it's finite. And I think that in that situation, you'd be like, well, I'm here forever now, so I might as well experience everything. It's like what um, Alan Watts talks about all the time. He's like, if you could dream any dream, what would it be? In this world, you literally can do that. And so eventually you'll dream the dream where you finally die because you want to experience mm. death. And so will you then just want to unplug? So I think... But, but then by that point, you've already experienced death. Yeah, but have you really experienced death if you're not really... I suppose you really... haven't, because you've... Yeah, I Exactly, you so that would be the last ever possible experience you could have is to actually truly feel death. And so would it get to the point where you try everything and it just, I think with that much freedom, I think it would take away life. And I think you'd get to the point where you think, oh, it sounds really romantic to be able to live in this virtual world with my girlfriend for the rest of time. But it's like... But, but, then, uh, but then the episode kind of addressed that because they had their, what did, the, what did they call it, that, that creepy nightclub. Oh, yeah. Where, and, and she said at the end where she was saying, like, are you just going to end up being one of those people where you are trying to experience so many things that you're just experiencing crazy things just because yeah. you've experienced everything already? Yeah. And all you've got left is all these really crazy things on the extremes. Yeah. And do you just want to become those fucked up individuals that are trying all that stuff? Yeah, um, that's what I mean. I think it is one of those yin-yang. There's no yes, no to mm-hmm. it. It sounds exciting, but I uh-huh. think ultimately it's it's, as a human to experience life to that extent and be able to have that unlimited options to fail a million times in everything and try everything try everybody try Mm -hmm. i think it's that's it it takes a kind of yeah meaning out of life in some ways but it scares me and in the same way that this this kind of technology exists in the idea that people have got like smart gravestones well this is the thing like I said to my housemate, I was like, okay, yeah, it seems a little bit fantastical. I was like, but actually, yeah. the only part of that bit that we are missing is the ability to download someone's consciousness. Yeah. Which I think will come which, anyway. Which really, if you think about it, the idea is fairly... The, the execution is complex, yeah. but the idea, yeah. because it's all electrical signals, is 
fairly straightforward. Yeah. It's just working out how to do it. Well, in the same way, like, as you as an actor, like, if you wanted to research somebody enough, to, if I said to you for the next... Um, year you have got to research me and my experiences and my thoughts and feelings and from that point onward you're and then in a year's me. in a year's time you're gonna act like to... me so like if i said okay i need you to learn everything about the way i do things so that you can play me going mm-hmm. forward yeah that's in the perfectly same way possible. there are patterns of behavior that i do and there's there's my experiences that have kind of molded me and therefore they're replicatable yeah and so why not yeah <laughs> which is quite scary yeah but it's true. Only you're just a bunch of your own experiences, and if a computer can kind of find that pattern mm-hmm. and it can learn your behaviours, then like, why well, we've not? already got those. Which an episode in season two was actually done. Funnily enough, uh, we've already got that technology that will read your social media uploads and yeah. then continue to post on social media as if, as it, was if you. it was you. It knows what you would be interested in, the kind of way you'd speak, and mm-hmm. so yeah, it's all, it's all there happening. It's just how far is it going to go? Like he's pushed it to that extreme, yeah. and I know we need to take. I a know. Bit of a yes, break. we need to take a bit of a break. So when we come back. I will talk about my favourite episode. So we thought we'd just take a few seconds just to say thank you to our sponsor, yep. the University of Northampton. Huge thank you to them for supporting the show. Um, so why should you check them out? Well, first of all, we're we alumni. Went we yes. went there. So everything that we kind of deliver to you kind of comes from them in a way. Um, but also, they're not just about getting a degree. The thing we love about Northampton Uni from experience is the fact that you come out of your course with your degree but also there's so many options on the table they understand that it's not just about going out and getting a job anymore it's also about the possibility of setting up your own business and becoming an entrepreneur and to top that off (laughs) it's not just about setting up a business it's about setting up a social enterprise that's their specialist area so if you're thinking of setting up a business it can also be one that's doing good to the world and delivering social impact so Check them out, northampton.ac.uk. And a huge thank you to them for supporting the show. Welcome back. And we're talking Black Mirror. Oh, and honestly, doing... I love this TV show. It's it so is good. really, really good. I was good. so excited for it. It's stuff that I already like think about myself. I was even mm-hmm. saying to, like, uh, to my girlfriend, like I've already, when I was back at Union, I was writing scripts and stuff. I was thinking of these kind of things in my head. I just didn't have the badass ability of writing like mm-hmm. Charlie Brooker. And it's, I love thinking about where something could go to an extreme. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And and I think I think that's why we like having those sorts of conversations on the, mm-hmm. on the podcast where we're kind of thinking future. So I want to talk about my favourite episode. Go on I then. think you probably know which one my favourite episode is going to be. So as we've eliminated two already out of six. I don't know, because my next... Ex- most okay, ex- which one do you think my favourite episode is? I want to know. <laughs> I'm intrigued. I don't know, maybe actually the first one, of Bang course, on. yeah. Bang on. Because I think we talk about that the most, but actually my second favourite one is not that one, but I did like that one. Yeah, that that one was my favourite because I think that one... Sums up. It now. sums up, exactly. It is so yeah. present day yeah. right now. And we've written, well, you've written a blog post about it. We talk about it all the time, the way that people are about social media and it's all about self-gratification and all that sort of stuff and mm-hmm. and measuring your uh, success based on how many likes a photo gets. Your social equity. <laughs> yeah, and all of that sort of stuff. And, and I just thought it was such a... I don't necessarily want to say clever episode because I don't think it was particularly clever. It was just taken... But it was just the bang on. situation to the extreme. Do yeah. you want to kind of just sum up what the kind of, like, synopsis of... So the general idea... Of, of episode one, which you should have watched it because we've already told you to watch all the episodes, but uh, <laughs> the idea being that essentially um, instead of paying for things with currency, you're paying for things based off of your social influence, your mm-hmm. social media influence. 
So everybody's rated out of five. Um, and the, the, the people at the top of the food chain are the five-star people, and the people at the bottom are two and a half or uh-huh. below. If you're 2.5 or below, people don't want to know you. Didn't they have the higher class who were like 7.5 as so well? So I think it was really... 4.5 or higher. Oh. Yeah, they had really high. The people, when she was going I to thought that, they couldn't go above five. No, because she... Maybe had, I missed that. No, bit. no, because basically she was going to her friend's wedding, and she already was told, like, she went to, like, a, a consultant that was talking about how to improve your score. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, at this wedding, there's going to be seven... There was going to be, like, 7.5s. Uh, oh. 6.7 I must, I must have missed that bit so actually she was saying because if you hang around with, if you're a, say a 3.5 person you go hang out with a 7.5 and they give you 5 star they have more influence they can push you up higher right. so is the idea that actually the elite like the say the um, the Kardashians of the world would be at like an A because of influence uh-huh. and so if you went and got a 5 star from one of the Kardashians you're suddenly would hike right. up in your score well yeah because more people because they're so highly influential more people would see you yeah. get more exposure because one of the Kardashians has gone, yeah, yeah. look at this guy. Yeah, yeah. And you see it on, on Instagram all the time, like all of the models being like, follow my super hot friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They probably don't really know all that well, uh-huh. but they've probably gone doing each other a favour and stuff like that. Exactly. Um, and I just thought it was just, it's just summed up the, because I, I have really begun to become really cynical about the narcissism around social media. I think I've said that on record on the podcast before, but if not, I'm really narcissistic and cynical about <laughs> narcissistic and cynical about the narcissism of <laughs> don't edit that so it just says I'm really narcissistic. I'll oh, just cut it right there. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and I just kind of felt like it summed it up completely. Like I, the problem is for me, of course, is because I am in an industry which I'm putting myself in the public eye, I kind of have to begrudgingly take part, I feel, sometimes. And... Um, and that's the hard bit for me, but I see so many people just being like, well, I think we've talked about it, like someone I know who had a wedding and was like posting as if they had their own reality TV show. And that was, that's kind of... <laughs> After they like yeah. Facebook live in pictures, every angle. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, that's wonderful, but yeah. I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. and, and I just kind of felt like this episode just completely summed it up and, and particularly, you know, um, looking at people that are influencers uh, on social media and the amount of money they make and the amount of free stuff that they get given, like having influence on social media is already paying off for people. And and when you're being judged, you, you don't have currency. Instead, your currency is how much influence do you have? Mm-hmm. Um, what I found really interesting as well was that they... Um, they kind of looked upon anybody with really low scores as someone who was like a social recluse, unsafe, mm-hmm. was outside of society, therefore they were a bit risky. And it's kind of the idea, like, if you're not visible on social media, even today, right. people are like, where have you been? Like, what's been up? Is something been wrong? Like, why haven't you been sharing pictures? Uh-huh. Like, what if you, as someone who shares posts and stuff online, what if you just stopped tomorrow? And how long would it take before someone was like, and then you came back on the scene, everybody like, what, did, did you go, did you have a breakdown? Uh-huh. Something go wrong? Family yeah. issues? The first thing is, if you're not sharing, there's something wrong or you're just a weirdo or you're trying to hide yeah. something. What are you trying to hide? And it was this idea that, um, like, you have to, the more visible you are, the more you seem as like, like, if you are going on holidays, and you're doing all the things that you should be doing, mm-hmm. then people feel they, you're in control and they know, okay, you do those things, we do these things, we're all the same. But the minute you stop doing that, everybody looks at you like you're the weirdo because why aren't you willing to share? Are you doing yeah. something dark in your secret time by yeah. yourself? Like, Which, how much has changed? I remember I I had resistance to joining Facebook because I was like, I don't want everybody to know what I'm doing all the time. Because mm-hmm. whereas in my space, it was like, it, like it shared very limited information. Whereas with Facebook, you only had to click on something, it felt like, and it was like, 
they've just clicked on that. Everyone, <laughs> they've clicked on that. And it was just like, it felt too public. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, it's almost the opposite. It's like, well, if you're not doing that, what's, what's wrong? Yeah. So we've got two other episodes, I think, to talk about. Three? Three other episodes. Three other episodes, actually. I don't okay. think we're going to get through them all, but no, hopefully another one that really, really stood out for me was, I don't know which episode it was. It was the army one. Yeah, that was probably going to be my next one, actually. And I thought that one was really, really clever at a time where we've got all these sort of like refugees. There's a lot of war. There's a lot of othering going on, which I think the whole episode was about this concept of othering other people mm-hmm. and this... Can you just clarify othering other people? So it's this idea where you say it's them and us. It's kind of like mm-hmm. where the news, even when the news calls like a teenager with a hood on a yob, it doesn't say yeah. they're a human or a person. It's kind of you define them you don't call them humans you call you them refugees yeah. so you use words to kind of separate people from actually being like yourself and like people call people the homeless and then you've got people who are in society and part of society and so mm-hmm. just by doing that you other them which means that there's so many psychological studies that show that you then have less empathy towards them and you may treat them in ways that are so unethical but because they're not like you it's mm-hmm. easier to treat them ways the same don't want to bang on about veganism, but it's the same way that people don't look at animals. Say you wouldn't eat a dog, but you happily eat mm-hmm. a cow. And so you've othered the cow because a cow is a burger, but the dog is your pet. Mm-hmm. So it's that kind of concept around yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of banging going on there. What is going on out there? Never mind. <laughs> it's war zone. But um, it, and I guess it was that idea of that episode was that um, the army in some ways mm-hmm. were programming their... Well... Where I thought it was interesting was because it wasn't even about... Because I picked up on that whole kind of us versus them thing a little bit. But for me, the thing that really jumped out, and again, maybe it's because I'm much more technology-focused and that's why I love Black Mirror, because I I love the technology side of it, was this idea that... Because I have always said to you, we've had the debate about virtual reality, and I have always said to you, augmented reality is far more important than virtual reality. Mm -hmm. And for me, this episode was about augmented reality. Because um, they used augmented reality to cover up that the, the, uh, these other people, whatever, in the context of, social, of that social side, these other people that they don't agree with because they might be diseased, they might have certain political allegiances, uh, yeah. might be a certain class, or whatever. This augmented reality uh, distorted the vision of the people so that they were seeing yobos and well these monsters in this instance but the idea that you could that if people if the government really wanted to and we were all built had this all, all augmented reality built into us which let's be honest given how much people have picked up smartphones would not be unreasonable to suspect that augmented reality could become mainstream how much can then the people in uh, the other side controlling what we're seeing influence the way that we behave yeah, but I think, to make us believe that it's reality. And I think what Charlie Brooker was trying to say is using that augment, augmented reality to be a metaphor for the media. Yeah, And I think absolutely. that's what he did incredibly absolutely. well. And it is that idea that, yes, we might not be putting a lens in our eye or have a chip in our head, but the media are uploading thoughts right. and feelings and uh, perspectives on people. And this idea as well. Uh, this this episode, uh, and I think one of the reasons I liked it so much was it was so multi-layered. Mm-hmm. Because even to the point that they had gamified the extermination of these uh, creatures, which turned out, spoiler, to not really be creatures at all, yeah. but actually just normal people yeah. that society didn't agree with. Um, this idea that they had gamified the extermination of them to the point that, like... 
What, did everybody have like sex dreams? Was that the idea? That was the vibe well, I picked up that everybody got. Well, sex I think dreams. what it was is that it was, was like porn. Yeah, but basically, you want to obviously in the army, you're away from your partner for so long, and so to keep them oh, thinking rationally, right? Okay, because otherwise I missed, you can, I miss that connection. Yeah, so yeah. you can kind of be not on top form if all you're thinking about is missing your partner. So right. to kind so of reward them, time. here's some time to do whatever you want with your, with partner, your partner. Right. And now you can be focused on the war right. tomorrow. Okay, yeah. Which I think that, that was That was like the connection little... that I missed, but yeah. I, I missed... <clears throat> I, I definitely got the point that, that they would win... They would win t- sexy time, essentially. Yeah, plus it's a pleasure system. If you yeah. suddenly can kill and do something to an extreme and then suddenly you get rewarded with this amazing experience right. with your partner, right. then... Of course, you suddenly got that pleasure trap. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just thought it was, a, again, one of the really, really clever episodes of, of the season. It was so multi-layered. And I think just, so much. just for the time right now that we're in and what we're currently seeing in the news, I think, mm. I hope people got that part of it because I know it's like one of those things where you might watch Matrix when you're young and you don't really see it. You see it as, wow, mm-hmm. that's a cool show. But actually, I hope that people watch that and actually think about it in context of that other ring yeah. that is actually going on today yeah definitely so we've got we're running low on time so we've got we two should... more episodes that we need to talk about okay and i i can remember the one which is the last episode which you haven't finished and i haven't finished no i was trying to catch up um, last night but i was knackered. i've got 15 minutes i had like 15 minutes left before i had to come here to record the episode so we'll let you draw your own conclusion i think with that one it's fairly obvious yeah from what I've watched, it's fairly obvious what's being say, said, so I'm going to let you draw your own conclusions on that one just for the sake of time. <laughs> but I can't even remember what the other episode was. What was the other the episode? The other episode, which one was that? <laughs> See, a, that's a bad sign, right? Yeah, I'm already trying to think. So you've got... <laughs> <laughs> what was the other one? Have we not done them all? Have we not... Under five, six? I feel like I have to look it up. I think you should. Have you got your... So we'll be back in a second. This is how... The thing is, when we get that episode, we're going to be like, oh, oh yeah. Yeah, that one. Oh, God. Sorry, think. guys. Sorry, 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 Very sorry. Very professional. We've only got a couple of minutes left. I know, so, I know, uh, I know, I know. I'm going, 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 I'm going. We can go a couple of minutes long if we need was, to. Was um, episode six as well, kind of, because Lisa and um, my girlfriend was kind of like about like the... Episode six was the one that... It's kind of like Katie Hopkins. I was kind of like, could you imagine if she was... <laughs> Do you reckon she was a bit of an influence on <laughs> where they were going with that one? Hate is in the nation. Oh, he's got it. No, that's that's that one. Play test, we've done that one. <laughs> Man against fire, we've what done that one. Should we put one. on some like elevator no, music? No, dive, we've done that one. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I can't believe I forgot. This was this such was a like, good episode. That was actually a good How episode. How did I forget about that one? Oh, man. Okay, we're going to have to go a few minutes long. <coughs> yeah, this actually was a really good episode. This was so good. I can't believe I forgot about that. I know, and that and was actually there's one me of my... like, oh, that's a bad sign, and it was such it's a good one. It's actually one of the better ones, to be honest. I was on the edge of my seat for the whole time. And I must say, that young lad, he's a bloody great actor. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Because the whole time as well, I'm just going to go straight in for the spoilers. Spoiler. The whole time I was going, there's got to be something more to this, because all he's done is out, out a wank. <laughs> <laughs> in front of his webcam like there's got to be We've, something more because there's a guy going I'm going to lose my marriage I'm going to lose yeah, and I'm like and they've all done really horrible yeah, stuff and he's there and I'm there going all he's done is had a wank and then after a while I was kind of like but in my head I, I was like where he's because going, he was maybe. so young I could see where his innocence might make it well, feel a lot worse well that's where I thought it was going was. at first because like and it was that moment when he was having the argument in the car with the guy that I went ah okay yeah, and he was like, that's nothing like kind of yeah, playing yeah, down. Yeah. Like, just a little... Yeah. yeah. But, oh, it was so, so good. 
I like that as well, I think, because it was quite moral in the sense that it's a bit like um, Anonymous. I could imagine if they start getting into that industry and they could right. do stuff like that. They they could. Could. There's already been like articles out about people's webcams filming them having mm-hmm. sex in their room or their smart mm-hmm. TVs and stuff like that. But it was kind of, I think what Charlie Brooker was trying to say on there is that, you know what, later in later in time, the, if you people think they're totally anonymous online, and which means you can get away with anything. Yeah. And I think what Charlie Brooker is trying to say is actually, with, with the kind of like good police of the internet, eventually they're going to out people who are, treat, are mistreating the internet. Mm-hmm. And it's We're already easy to starting do. to see it happen. Yeah. We are already starting well, to see it Well, look at Hillary Clinton's emails. She's got some emails that have gone well, out. Well, apparently so. she hasn't. Well, I don't Let's know. not get too political, but I'm not going to. Okay, she might not, but I'm just saying that if people want to do that, if they you've got can. some suspicious emails, some attachments that you shouldn't be looking at, That's stuff right. like that, somebody out there knows how to get it. And I think he was kind of saying, like, yeah, you think the internet is hidden and no one can get in, but actually, there's a lot of holes. Mm-hmm. And actually, you need to, if you're going to use such a powerful system, mm-hmm. you need to be using it ethically. And the thing that also I thought was really interesting, the thing that jumped out to me, and it's something that I've thought for quite a while. Like before, if you wanted to find something out about someone, it was very, very difficult. Now, these days, all you need is a name. Mm-hmm. All you need is yeah. a name. And if you are adamant enough to find out what you want to find out, you can find out. Definitely. Without question. And it, again, it's this anon- an- anonymity, mm-hmm. uh, this idea that really, if you're putting yourself out there, you are not anonymous and mm-hmm. people will find out everything. And like, if you are up to stuff that you shouldn't be up to, like, mm. it, how easy is it to completely blackmail you? And everything that happens online is recorded now. Mm-hmm. And I think as well, like the other side of that, which I kind of think uses the a similar size that whole thing about like sexting and like people who put pictures mm-hmm. on the internet and then suddenly they can be used against you yeah. to give money to do this right. to do that and I think it shows you that I think he's all he's trying to say is like use this thing carefully yeah. and use it ethically and like understand that whatever you as soon as you take a picture like I always say, like, if you take a picture, like, as soon as it's on your phone, it's kind of not yours anymore. Yeah. Which is scary to say because somebody knows how to get it. Yeah. So you might be sending, like, a fancy picture to your boyfriend, but the minute it's taken, it is now available to someone else. I'm sure somewhere in Apple's thingy they've got, we can have access or we can use that. I don't know what the rules and regulations well, no, a- are. Apple, Apple. Oh, oh there we go. No, because the difference with Apple, and this is a thing, and this, I think this is a fair point to consider, actually, is that Apple... Although, although yes, it's all hooked up to their system, they don't have access to it. Yeah. Whereas with Google, when it's on right. their system, Google have access to it. Yeah. Google are collecting the data, Apple aren't. But in the same way... Or my, but my... at the same time, if somebody wants, it's still up in the internet. So Either some, way, it's so somebody can get to yeah, it. Yeah, somebody's created the software to hold it hidden. But exactly. then, I mean, somewhere probably has a gap to get it out. Right. In the same way, exactly. all the phones got hacked. So, so it doesn't really matter whether Apple regulations yeah. or not. If somebody wants something, the point something, is, it's there. Yeah. It can be got to. And actually, we've seen it because we had the iCloud, mm-hmm. uh, which is Apple's uh, cloud service, got mm-hmm. hacked, and all of the celebrities' sexting photos got yeah. got put out there. And I think that's it. Really, it's that idea that actually. Once it's digitized, once you've done something, mm-hmm. it is out there. Once you've, you've got a trail of everything you've done on the internet, it's somewhere, somewhere yeah. you could get to it. I think that's what I think people don't really think about that so much. And I think when people said, Oh, Google knows more about you than you know, like your mm-hmm. partner or your friend knows about you. Yeah. So it's that kind of concept that he's trying to plant into people's head and just be like conscious of your internet usage because 
like I think I had an idea for a T-shirt, like every click is data. Mm. And I think it's so true. Every little click on anything you do is just building up that portfolio of who you are online in a scary way. And sometimes that might expose you as doing these kind of dark stuff that he used in that episode. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, we've gone a little bit long, so we do need to wrap up, but... Yes. Fascinating stuff, though. I I mean, I could have talked for another half hour about all these episodes. Really, really good. Uh, But we're going to leave it there. Uh, Check out those episodes, particularly that last one, because we haven't given any analysis on that one. So (laughs) check that one out, because we haven't finished it either. But check that one out. Um, And also, if you've been watching on Facebook Live, thank you. If you haven't liked our Facebook page yet, please do. If you go to powerfulnonsense.com forward slash Facebook, it will take you straight there. And, uh, yeah. That's all. I'm gonna, that's all I'm going to ask this week. That's all I'm going to ask. Are you watching Humans? Well, I didn't finish season one, so I need to finish season one, and then I'm going to go into season two. Because that's quite interesting, too. Yeah. It's, well, it's very much up my street. I just never got around to finishing season one. I'm just happy this kind of stuff is being pushed out to people's mm-hmm. mindsets. And I think I was saying as well, like, I think that actually I think people need to start seeing stuff like this because I do mm. think it's coming and I think people it's shouldn't here. be... It's here. It's here. It's not yeah. even that it's coming. Yeah, yeah. It's here. It shouldn't be, a, like, be afraid. And I think even like little things where the lady walks in the room and presses a button and the blinds change like, from a mobile and the blinds go like all the way they're just dropping these little mm-hmm. futuristic things that are going to happen. Mm-hmm. I think they're already happening. Yeah. And so I think people just are going to have to adopt it and I think it's going to be a quick radical change we're already seeing driverless cars and many other things in the future so yeah yeah so keep those eyes peeled excellent Uh, great so thanks very much for tuning in guys and we'll catch you next time see you later